and promenade with costume behind laurel hedges in the Weald of Kent. It was at this juncture and upon this provocation that I first left your uncle. I have returned at intervals, only to be driven away again by further imbecilities. I have said nothing of his temper, of his passion for scenes, of his minor but distressing idiosyncrasies. These failings have alas become public property. Yet, my dearest Carlyle, as I have indicated, we are together again at Duke's Gate. I decided that silence had become intolerable, and that I should be forced to seek a flat. Upon this decision came a letter from your uncle. He is now interested in music, and has associated himself with a band in which he performs upon the percussion instruments. He wished to use the largest of the reception rooms for practice. In short, he proposed to rejoin me at Duke's Gate. I am attached to this house. Where your uncle is, there also is noise, and noise has become a necessity for me. I consented. Felicité also has rejoined me. I regret to say I am deeply perturbed on account of Felicité. If your uncle realized in the smallest degree his duty as a stepfather, he might exert some influence. On the contrary, he ignores or regards with complacency an attachment so undesirable that I, her mother, cannot bring myself to write more explicitly of it. I can only beg my dearest Carlyle that you make time to visit us. Felicité has always respected your judgment. I hope most earnestly that you will come to us for the first weekend in next month. Your uncle, I believe, intends to write to you himself. I join my request to his. It will be delightful to see you again, my dearest Carlyle, and I long to talk to you. Your affectionate aunt, Cécile de Fouteau, Pasteur and Bagot. From Lord Paston and Baggett to his niece, Miss Carlyle Wayne. 3 Duke's Gate, Eaton Place, London, South West 1. Dear Lyle, I hear you've come back. Your aunt tells me she's asked you to visit us. Come on the third and we'll give you some music. Your aunt's living with me again. Your affectionate uncle, George. From The Helping Hand, GPF's page in Harmony. Dear GPF, I am 18 and unofficially engaged to be married. My fiancé is madly jealous and behaves in a manner that I consider more than queer and terribly alarming. I enclose details under separate cover because, after all, he might read this and then we should be in the soup. Also, five shillings for a special personal chat letter. Please help me. Toots. Poor child in distress. Let me help you if I can. Remember, I shall speak as a man, and that is perhaps well. For the masculine mind is able to understand this strange self-torture that is clouding your fiancé's love for you and making you so unhappy. Believe me, there is only one way. You must be patient. You must prove your love by your candor. Do not tire of reassuring him that his suspicions are groundless. Remain tranquil. Go on loving him. Try a little gentle laughter, but if it is unsuccessful, do not continue. Never let him think you impatient. A thought. There are some natures so delicate and sensitive that they must be handled like flowers. They need sun. They must be tended. Otherwise, their spiritual growth is checked. Your personal chat letter will reach you tomorrow. A footnote to GPF's page. 
GPF will write you a very special personal chat if you send a stamped and addressed envelope and five shilling postal order to personal chat. Harmony, five Matter Familias Lane, EC2. From Miss Carlyle Wayne to Miss Felicite de Sous. Friars Pardon, Benham, Buckinghamshire. Dear Faye, I've had rather a queer letter from Aunt Seal who wants me to come on the third. What have you been up to? Love, Lyle. From the Honourable Edward Manx to Miss Carlyle Wayne. Harrow Flats, Sloane Square, London, South West 1. Dearest Lyle, Cousin Cecile says you are invited to Duke's Gate for the weekend on Saturday the 3rd. I shall come down to Benham in order to drive you back. Did you know she wants to marry me to Felicite? I'm really not at all keen, and neither, luckily, is Faye. She's fallen in a big way for an extremely dubious number who plays a piano accordion in Cousin George's band. I imagine there's a full-dress row in the offing, a cause, as Cousin Cecile would say, de the band, and particularly de the dubious number, whose name is Carlos something. They aren't half cups of tea, are they? Why do you go away to foreign parts? I shall arrive at about 5 p.m. on the Saturday. Love, Ned. From the Monogram Gossip Column. Rumour hath it that Lord Paston and Baggert, who is a keen exponent of boogie-woogie, will soon be heard at a certain restaurant not a hundred miles from Piccadilly. Lord Paston and Baggert, who of course married Madame de Souze, née de Fouteau, plays the timpani with enormous zest. His band includes such well-known exponents as Carlos Rivera, and is conducted by none other than the inimitable Breezy Belairs, both of the metronome. By the way, I saw lovely Miss Felicite, Faye de Souze, Lady Pastor and Baggett's daughter by her first marriage, lunching the other day at the tarmac a deux with the on Edward Manx, who is, of course, her second cousin on the distaff side. From Mr. Carlos Rivera to Miss Felicite de Souze, 102 Bedford Mansions, Austerley Square, London, South West 1. Listen, glamorous, you cannot do this thing to me. I am not an English honourable this or lord that to sit complacent while my woman makes a fool of me. No, with me it is all or nothing. I am a scion of an ancient house. I do not permit trespasses, and I am tired. I am very tired indeed of waiting. I wait no longer. You announce immediately our engagement or finish. It is understood? Adios. Carlos de Rivera. Telegram from Miss Felicite de Souze to Miss Carlyle Wayne. Darling, for pity's sake, come everything too tricky and peculiar. Honestly, do come. Genuine creed occur. Tons of love, darling, Faye. Telegram from Miss Carlyle Wayne to Lady Paston and Baggett. Thank you so much. Love to come. Arriving about 6, Saturday 3rd, Carlyle.